Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Terry Toot, and welcome to Bike Time. And today's show will be called Military IT Directions. We're going to talk about the... Well, today is Veterans Day. We're going to talk about the direction of information technology in the armed forces, regardless if you're a Marine, Army, Air Force, U.S. Space Force, and Coast Guard. Don't forget them. And we're going to talk about the direction that they're heading into, say, artificial intelligence, advanced defense equipment, and we're going to get into all that. And then we're going to talk about a few things, a few somber notes. We're going to get into all that, and we're going to talk about a few other things, and hopefully we'll make a good show out of this, all right? So today's show is dedicated to Armed Forces. Happy, uh, congratulations, happy Veterans Day. We always going to say thank you for protecting us and protecting our freedoms. And also, I want to dedicate this show to Mr. Charles S.B. Senior, who was a dear friend, a friend of mine that I met through uh, my friend Chris and his wife Marjay. The man is phenomenal. So we'll get into all that. And we'll talk about the, you know, latest college basketball stuff. We're going to talk on, mainly this show is directed to uh, military today, and also to Mr. Charles S. B. Senior, who's a very good friend of mine. So we're getting to all that. So, and uh, let's slow this down a little bit and bring that down a little bit. All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna bring it down more. All right. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate you starting with us today. We're doing the show today because it is Veterans Day. I plan on doing it today regardless. And also, I will not be doing the show tomorrow. I will be in Pleasantville, New York at my nephew, Kevin Toot, his final um, collegiate football game of his career tomorrow. So I will be there to support him in his final game. Uh, I understand from his father, my brother. Uh, was telling me that there's a possibility they could be making the playoffs, but nothing. Just right now, they're at a record of six and three. Uh, I guess if they win, there's a possibility they could get in the playoffs. But if they lose, the season's over. His career is over at Pace. I just want to say thank you very much to Pace University first for offering a scholarship to my nephew to play football there because he had been going through. Him and my brother were going on uh, scouting trips four years ago, and it was a mess. One school was looking at him for since his sophomore year, and then all of a sudden, I'll put it out there, Bryant, uh, Bryant um, out of Rhode Island, they said that uh, they had a scholarship for him, and then they basically just said, we don't have one. And then they had to do a roller coaster going, visiting in school, visiting that recruiter. And then finally, with the, the grace of God, Pace came in and offered my nephew scholarship. Not only did they offer him a scholarship, he's graduating. And another thing, too, he started all his four years at uh, Pace University and made conference all teams. So I just want to give a shout out to my brother, Kevin, and his wife, Leslie, for doing a fantastic job of raising this young man who was a big boy. All right. <laughs> so if you go to the program, if you want to look up the game, the final game is tomorrow. I don't know who they're playing, but you can just go to the Pace, Pace University Athletics, click on the link um, for football. You'll see another link to click on for live. The game's in real time. 
Uh, it's not like the games you see on ESPN or on Fox, but the games to have a flow. It's always going because it's not looking at replay, so it's Division Two. But uh, if you want a chance, get a chance. Check that out tomorrow. I will be in pace tomorrow. Um, like I was saying in the beginning of the program, today's show is especially dedicated to a Mr. Charles S.B. Sr. I had the pleasure of meeting him years ago um, through his niece and her husband, Chris. And we were just talking. He go, what? He goes, you know, so-and-so? I said, get out of here. All right? We're talking. He's from my Montclair, and I was on, in Jersey City. And we were just talking, like, hold on. You know Bill and Ruth? Bill and Ruth on Monticello? I said, yeah. I've been there many times. And we just got talking and talking. I just felt connected to him. And he would come up. Uh, he was living, you know, he moved on to North Carolina a long time ago. But um, he was a Jersey guy all the way. But he enjoyed North Carolina because you had down there the house, a beautiful house he had, and he had a big backyard. And so he would ride me around. We took me into Durham. He took me into Chapel Hill, you know. Duke on one side, North Carolina on Kerry Street, and we just went riding around. It was just his his aura of him showing me around because I I don't know anything about I didn't know anything about North Carolina. I had been through there when I was a kid, driving through there with my mother and going down south to her family down in Alabama. But I had never. He took me around, showed me some places. I uh, went out to eat, took me out to eat, and then they were doing our uh, barbecue cook-offs. And I helped with, uh, they had a hog. Uncle Charles got a uh, a spit from a local butcher, I guess. And he could rent it. And he was doing like, uh, like they were doing yearly um, barbecues, down, neighborhood barbecues. And we had a hog. He had seasoned it up so good. I even wanted a piece. I don't eat pork. But it was just the thought of being with him all night long, watching the spit, making sure that the hog was cooking properly. And it was just that bond I had with him. He was, we could talk about everything, life, you know, work. Um, it was just phenomenal. I just, and like I said, he, and then he came over to my house and told me he has Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's back in 2014. And he just came out and told me. And it kind of hit me. But then again, it didn't because it made me feel gracious that he wanted to tell me this and when he was going in his decline it was hard for him to capitulate certain things and like i said i saw him for the final time back in the summer back in august and he was he couldn't talk but he knew who we were and he knew his music so we're going to play some of his music um he loved dizzy gillespie so i'm going to play a uh, some Dizzy Gillespie on our way out on the show. I have a recording of Dizzy Gillespie and Charlie Yardwood Parker on the saxophone. And this is a recording from, I think it was in 56, 56, 62 or something like that. Uh, live recording at Carnegie, Carnegie Hall. Uh, they did a night in Tunisia. It's been mastered, digitally mastered. So like it's all, they're right here. Charlie Parker and Dizzy Gillespie are right here. So I'm going to play that on the way out. But once again, I want to send my sympathy to the SP family. I won't be able to make it for the funeral, but I will be down there soon. Um, 
I just want to say I love you, Uncle Charles. Thank you for everything you have done for me. You know, just uh, your presence and just sitting and talking to you. I enjoyed every minute being with you. And I'm going to miss you. I love you. And God's got a real, a true soldier with him up there. All right. So on that note, let's talk about the today's show. So we're going to talk about the IT direction. So, you know, our military relies on the communications, radar, satellite, computers. Uh, so it's just like working at a regular place, but they it's more stringent. You know, they got to make sure there's no infiltration from outside source, outside, you know, people. And so we just, um, so they, they had to take on the, uh, the task of making sure vulnerabilities are really up to par. I mean, making sure that no, no vulnerabilities are coming into, uh, infecting the networks. Okay. So we're going to talk about a few companies that, um, that are helping the military contractors. Okay. So the first one I'm going to talk about is called Exxon vision. Um, Exxon vision AI is in Seattle, Washington, but the, but they have uh, offices in Tel Aviv, Israel. Okay. And they are based out of uh, Seattle, Washington. Um, so, so what they're saying is um, what they're doing. Exxon is a company and it develops an AI based decision making uh, engine. Okay. Um, it uses uh, a software product called edge 360. Uh, uses computer vision to provide ground vehicles with complete and automated situational awareness. Um, so that gives you a good idea of where we're going to now. Is that here we are? We the military is using artificial intelligence to making sure that the vehicles on the ground know exactly what's ahead of them or what's coming up or what's nearby. Okay, um, with intuitive uh, user interface. Uh, and customize alert mechanisms. It detects, classifies, and estimates the whereabouts of threats in real time. Here we go. AI, artificial intelligence, is something that Exxon Vision is developing. And this is what the military is using. So not only have they gone the archaic way, now we're going to the new virtual world. And this is something that they use, okay? That's great. That is really great. Uh, next company is another Seattle-based uh, company it's called Rebellion. Um, once, also, it does AI, okay? Um, you know, uh, for defense and the security uh, you know, uh, sectors in our country. Okay, what we're saying here is the startup uses machine learning and the power of data to deter threats and drive mission success. So it's basically the same thing as Exxon. Not Exxon, 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 let me pray. get the pronunciation right, Exxon, okay, but same thing, but a little bit more focus on, let's say, drive missions, so they know, hey, we got to go from here to here, okay, so this was basically the same thing as Exxon, okay, but this one's more, a little bit more, uh, more directional, it's still threat, but it's just they're doing it a different way than an accent, okay? Um, so what they're saying, it's a uh, subscription as a service, a SAS, and 
let's see what we have here. Uh, software products are used for achieving comprehensive battle space awareness, executing autonomous missions, and cyber readiness. Okay. So basically, the BOMP are doing the same thing, but they're doing SAAS, service as subscription as a service. So when they put it out in the market, they're doing the same thing. Okay. And another thing that people talk about, you know how we have the F-22 Raptor. We have all uh, the, um, who else is out there? McDonnell Douglas has a jet that's really fast. Um, who else is out there? Lockheed Martin's got them. Uh, Lockheed Martin does an F-22 Raptor. Then you have the F-14. Um, then you have, what else do you have out there? You have the Thunderbirds. Okay, then you got the Blue Angels. So what people want, the what the idea, like these some of these contractors are coming with is an idea of advanced military equipment, okay? So I'm just going to read something that I pulled up. So advanced defense equipment. So what they're saying, the militaries are developing more sophisticated and advanced defense equipment to counter emerging threats. Um, innovation ranging from hypersonic flights and directed energy weapons to space militarization are underway. So this is telling you here that, hey, we're not only are we going to go with the old nuts and bolts that we had back in the day, we got something now that's more of a threat to protect the homeland. Okay? So everybody's doing it. We just need it more here in America. But when we're out in other places, we need that technology to make sure that our, our guys and girls are protected in foreign lands, okay? So we're gonna talk about this company here, um, Hermes. They're based out of Atlanta, Georgia, and they're trying to develop a hypersonic jet. A hypersonic jet. Let me repeat that again. A hypersonic jet, ladies and gentlemen. Who would want to, I remember back in the day, like the late 70s, up until about what, 1990s, I think it was, when uh, you could fly from, from the UK to New York in three hours on the Concord, okay? Hearts are having some problems, engines were getting heated, clutching on fire and stuff, but that was like the innovation of technology when they had the Concord that could fly from, uh, like I say, from the UK to New York in three hours. I think a usual flight from the UK to the United States, I think it's six, seven hours. I've never been across the pond, uh, but I've not, I think it's about six, seven hours. But it's amazing how people are coming up with these ideas. So I'm going to talk about this one first. All right. Uh, Hermes, they're in the process of building a plane that flies at Mach 5. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Mach 5. That is unbelievable fast. So I'm gonna look at how much is, how fast that is Mach 5. And they're saying it's 1,715 miles. That's really fast. Wow. That is really fast. That is really fast. Wow. Excuse me, now you take that back. 3,836 miles. Wow. That's really fast. Um, that's really fast, people. <laughs> you know, that is really, oh, wow. 
Okay, so what they're saying here, hypersonic refers to speeds greater than five times the speed of sound. Hypersonic jets are a subset of supersonic speeds uh, due to differences in the physical iterations of our body as it travels. Uh, wow. Okay, so that's really fast. <laughs> so what they're saying here is they're trying to develop a jet that flies at Mach 5. All right? It's crazy. Uh, soon they have a jet that's developed called the Quarter House. Uh, it's being designed to travel at a speed of 3,000 plus miles per hour. It uses a proprietary turbine based combine cycle and has both military and commercial applications. The technology is capable of serving Air Force missions for intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance. So I'll go to tell you wow. That's unbelievably fast, ladies and gentlemen. That's unbelievably fast. So, once again, our technology is being, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy what they're doing nowadays, okay? And then we have a company called Epirus. Um, the U.S.-based company also is developing a directed energy weapon system. It utilizes solid-state software-defined high-power microwave technology. Let me repeat that again. Software-defined high-power microwave technology to enable counter-electronics uh, effects of a range of uh, use cases. Um, that's crazy. That is crazy, ladies and gentlemen. That is unbelievable. So it's using software on long-wave microwave technology. As energy weapon systems. Wow. That's unbelievable. You had to be ready for something like that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, just think when we were fighting wars, like say World War II, uh, the Korean War, and then Vietnam, just imagine this stuff existed. Okay. Okay. Let's go to the next item. So, the next item I'm going to talk about is robotics and autonomous systems. Everybody knows what robotics is. Okay. So what uh, we're talking about here is uh, protecting forces, increasing situational awareness, reducing a soldier's physical uh, and cognitive workload, as, as well as facilitating movement in challenging terrains are a few crucial objectives in the military. So they're basically they're developing like robotics or suits that can handle even more than what the soldiers are, let's say, from sniper fire or wildfire, you know what I mean? So, <clears throat> so we could talk about this, uh, this technology, the integration of RAS technology allows militaries to achieve uh, objectives, uh, control terrain, secure population, consolidate gains. That's unbelievable, people. Unbelievable. Um, so, and also they're talking about drones and they're saying the use of drones also enhances battlefield situation awareness and, you know, also the autonomous systems are used to, you know, track mines. Nobody wants to get a foot or a leg blown off because you stepped on the mine. So this is something that's, that they're working on right now that's even more, uh, they have minesweepers. Why don't we develop something that's more stronger? that could find something that maybe that one minesweeper didn't get. Maybe we have something that's better that can seep down in the ground and find that mine so no one gets killed. 
So this is not, it's great. That's great. They're doing stuff like that. And then there's another company. Uh, it's called Enduro. And they are developing intelligence for air support. So everybody knows, you know, you have, you, you got to have air support all over this country. All right. Even around the world where we have our battleships, submarines, and any kind of United States, um, you know, any place like that where they have, where like United States facilities are located, you have to have protection. So in the unmanned aerial systems, this is something that we've been using for years now. You know, the drones, they, like they took out one of the terrorist guys during the summer. Um, they used drones during the Gulf um, over in Afghanistan. Um, they were taking out some of the Taliban's over there. And the, the drones, they do it for reconnaissance also. So um, this, the drones are here to stay, people. Drones are here to stay. So um, they have a program. Um, their startup product is called Ghost. It is an advanced drone system that uses AI algorithms. It is man portable, waterproof, and has a high payload capacity as well as being able to run a variety of missions in any environment. So if it could be snow, rain, sleet, everything, this drone can do it. And we need something like this, United States of America. I'm so glad they have developed this. Okay. All right. So let's keep it moving here. So we got another company. It's an Israeli startup called Spear. Um, same thing, drones. So basically same as the Enduro, uh, you know, it's using computer vision, uh, swarm computing and mesh algorithms to achieve tactical superiority. All right. So it's punching some numbers, running algorithms like uh, Google, not the algorithm. Okay. So they're using algorithms in the phones, Chromebooks, any kind of device that they have, Google has, Google is, it's just an algorithm. Everything is a cute name. It's an algorithm. So they got an algorithm in your in their watches that are coming out. Their phones, their Chromebooks, any um the Nest. I think they own the Nest. Any of those devices, they have a algorithm for that. Okay. Okay. So, like I said, and then we're talking about the drones, and then also. <clears throat> They say you can launch them from anywhere, uh, launch from sea or from land and stationary mobile platform. So this is great. You can have a drone. Basically, you, you can launch it anywhere. You could be out in the water, Indian Ocean, Atlantic Ocean, Pacific Ocean. Um, and you need to operate one of these drones. Here you go. Bam. Set it up. Bah, bah, boom. Done. Take them out. All right. Cool. And we're going to, speaking of drones, we're going to talk about another company. Let's talk about this. So, you know, you have uh, Internet of Things. So they got one called the Internet of Military Things. Okay, I think that I think the Internet of Things is is through Apple. So what I'm looking at now, and I pulled up, is the Internet of Military Things. I'm going to read what they say about the internet and military things. So applications of internet of things in defense include connecting ships, planes, tanks, drones, and soldiers. 
operating basis in a cohesive network. Uh, this enhances perception, understanding the field, situational awareness, and response time. So basically what they're saying is that they have a an app that's built just like they do in uh, Apple. Same, but this is for the military. So, you know, you're communicating with your ships, planes, you know, your tanks and everything. You know, say, hey, blah, 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 we have issues. Check this out. Software is letting you know. All right. And like this, uh, this is uh, enhanced perception, understanding in the field, situation awareness, response time. Um, and also computing the AI and also 5G support. So let me take, let me get to this part, 5G, because I had to get a new phone because my um, Pixel 3 I had for years, for about two, well, about three years, paid for. Okay, T-Mobile, thank you. Um, it wouldn't support 5G. I had to go and get a new phone because it wouldn't support 5G. Okay? I'm like, really? So you're making me... You're not, and they did send an email telling me that they weren't going to support it because it only support up to 4G. So I had to turn around, spend $600, and get another phone because of 5G. And on top of all, the 5G does not really work all that great, you know? And they have so many towers here in Maryland, you know, so I don't know why 5G doesn't work that good. I understand I'm inside a building, but when I'm outside, I'm losing sometimes a connection. So, all right. All right. So we have another company. It's called Inspire. Inspire is a, once again, a U.S.-based company. Let me see where they're, where they're located at real quick. Hope everyone, if you're off today, I hope you're enjoying your day. Um, remember those men and women that have protected our freedoms and protected the homeland. Um, thank you again, you veterans. I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. I never joined the military. I worked with you guys before, but I just want to say thank you very much. You guys deserve all the meals you can get today, you know. For a veteran, you deserve it. You know, I know some of you guys out there. Um, man, you guys used to move. I heard the stories you got to move so much. You move from one part of the country to another, and you know I really do my deepest my 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 admiration for the military. I don't know how you do it, and then you only pay twice a month, and <laughs> I know what you're saying, but like I said, I my my hats off to you. I give you all kudos and everything else to the men and women of the military. Thank you again. Okay, uh, Aspire Technologies. Let's talk about them. They're another contractor uh, uh, working with the military, and they provide communication, and we're going to see what else they got here. And we're going to talk about them real quick, and let's see what we got here. So Aspire has multiple locations in the world. And so they have locations all over the world. Um, let's see, what do we have here? They have, where are you located? They have teams here in America. It looks like they're based out of the UK. Yes, they are. Aspire is based out of UK and 
but they have offices here in Jersey City, my neck of the woods. Um, let's go back to them. They have offices. Let's see. Spy at this. Okay. Looks like they have offices. Technology. They have. So there's two of them. There's Aspire Info Labs, and so the Aspire Technology have um, offices in Jersey City downtown, uh, Plainsboro, which is near uh, Princeton area, and uh, some places in India. I mean, in India, and and the UK. It looks like is their hub. So um, that's where they're located. So let's keep it moving, ladies and gentlemen. And let's see, I'm checking LinkedIn. Yeah, they're based out of the UK from what I'm looking at right now. So, yep. Yeah, they're based out of the UK. So, so basically, what it says US, but they're, they're based out of the UK. Anyway, Aspire Technology is a US based startup that offers a suite of sensor products for network in network communication. So their big thing is communications. Okay. Okay, next company is called Geosite. This one offers military intelligence. So Geosite uh, aggregates data from different sources for both human and human analysis. The startup's collaborative uh, military system uses satellites, internet things, and field sensors to build a common operating picture. Data visualization, uh, along with management dashboards, offers them advancement of information superiority to plan and execute operations. So what this company does, if I'm, if I'm repeating this correctly, is they do data, working with satellites, and it has a, like I said, a dashboard. So basically, you can go here, here, here. Okay, but we're going to make sure that you're able to execute your operations properly. Here are your dashboards. Okay, data virtualization. That's another dashboard. You can see that. Okay, you can see that somewhere in the screen somewhere or somewhere like in a knock. Okay, this is something that they're using. So the military has come a long way, ladies and gentlemen, a long, long way. Okay, and I'm going to try and do one more. Um. Let's do a couple more. And let's see. Okay, so everyone knows cybersecurity is so important nowadays. You know, it's really, we have to have protect our networks, okay? Make sure you have the virus protection on it. You know, you might have Norton Endpoint or uh, McAfee, you might have BitLocker, you might have Kaspersky, I doubt anybody in the United States has Kaspersky on a major network uh, because that is a state run by the by Russia because Kaspersky said he doesn't, but not here or there. But any of your antiviruses, you got the, you have to have antivirus. You don't want to have a computer with no computer with no protection on it. Same thing as in the military. You can't have computers without um, a protection. So, you know, to the Nortons, um, you know, Bitdefender, um, Red Zone, all those antivirus protection. Okay. McAfee, same thing. 
All right. So we all need to be protected. Most definitely in the military. All right. Let's see. Let's see what we got here. And then let's try to talk about this one. So Cyberforza, okay, it's a U.S.-based company, uh, provides unified cyber defense platform. The Stars product has both defender and interceptor cap- capabilities, okay? While the former tackle external threats, the latter addresses internal threats. So they can get threats that come from the outside and also from the inside. Could not be somebody else inside doing some stuff. They can catch that. That's really good, okay? All right, and it's good. It's real. That's really, really good. And then, excuse me, my earpiece is working a little funny here. Um, also, the platform also provides artificial intelligence-based distributed denial (DDoS). Uh, moreover, it enables real-time monitoring, phishing, fraud defense protection from ransomware and malware attacks. So, you know, ladies and gentlemen, the United States military has come a very, very long way from the old hard, heavy satcoms uh, uh, they had back in the day. Um, the old, you know, it was just old. <laughs> it's old and bulky. Now it's more streamlined, more efficient more technology because you, like I said, you have to have algorithms that are created, making sure that algorithms are working properly with the software. Okay. And let's get one more. Let's get to one more. And it's called immersive technology. Okay. So immersive technology, uh, makes it easy to build, replicate, uh, to build, uh, Replicate and flexible experiences such as flight or combat training startups. Uh, startups use virtual reality. Like, like, I think Microsoft had a um, had software. I think the terrorists had got a hold of it, and it's on the market. It was. I think this was the terrorists used to fly the jets into the World Trade Center. So they they taught themselves. Um, basically how to fly using the, uh, a virtual, you know, you had a joystick and all that stuff. And they taught themselves, well, plus they took lessons uh, from a small um, airport that was teaching lessons how to fly. But um, here it is. We have the technologies to use nowadays. And AI is not going anywhere. Virtual reality is not going anywhere. And these are technologies that's used by Air Force, mostly by pilots, okay? And what they're saying here, um, uh, what they're saying is uh, uh, experiences augment conventional training and mission rehearsal, improving the readiness of soldiers and units. Beyond train opportunities, augmented reality makes, augmented reality uh, makes on-field soldiers more effective in their missions. Same thing, you know, the wearable glasses, AR headsets provide soldiers with mapping information, movement markers, and other data. These enhances um, real-time situation decision-making for ground forces, so everything is in real time, okay? 
everything's in real time. And this is something that's really, really important. What if someone's in, you know, doing a mission and it's delayed, they can, get, they can get wiped out. So it's a good idea that these new immersive, these technologies that are coming out, because you know what? The world is changing, ladies and gentlemen, and we need this technology. All right. So, yeah. So if you want information on here, um, you can check this out um, online. That's where I got my information. I got it from different sources. Kiplinger has some good stuff in there. Um, and you can just Google it, and it'll tell you everything about the new, the news, you know, the cyber, the hypersonic jets, and immersive technologies. That's the new stuff that's out there. So it's really important. So, but ladies and gentlemen, I'm probably talking myself to death to everyone here. But I just want to say, once again, um, have... Thank you for our veterans for protecting the homeland and protecting our freedoms here in America and abroad. And I, my not sympathy, but my prayers go out to those men and ladies that are fighting, not fighting, but protecting our land or protecting the shores, be it the Pacific Ocean, the Atlantic Ocean, in the Europe, Asia, the Africas. Thank you for protecting. I know you sacrifice a lot. Uh, especially if you have a young family that goes without saying that is so hard, but like I said, congratulations, happy veterans day. You guys deserve it. And we're going to end that show on this note. We're going to end the show on, like I said, um, Mr. Charles SB was a dear friend of mine and we're going to end the show with some music from Mr. Dizzy Gillespie. And Charlie Parker's playing saxophone on here. This was Uncle Charles' favorite musician. And I'm going to play it on the way out. And I just want everybody to say a prayer for him and his family, the SP family. Uncle Charles, I'm going to miss you, love you. I'm going to think about you always, the good times he has sitting around, talking outside, and just, just having a good time. So I just want to say... God bless to the SB family. Um, Uncle Charles was the greatest. He really was. And I'm going to continue loving him. And I will talk to the SB family later on. But I'm going to end the show on this note. This is a night in Tunisia. Mr. Dizzy Gillespie. Good night and be well, ladies and gentlemen. Take care. Uh, I will talk to everybody next week. Let me uh, introduce this song, Night in Tunisia, Dizzy Gillespie and Charlie Parker. This was done at Carnegie Hall in New York. I think this was done in like in 19, I think it's in the 60s when this was done, but it doesn't matter. This has been remastered and I hope you enjoy the song. Take care, everyone.